Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Singing, ringing, jingle bells, it's not your mama's Christian podcast. Welcome everybody, not so much Christian podcast, Christian podcast, don't take too seriously. I am your host, Shane, and that was a classic Christmas song. Here with my brother, Eric. Um, what I found semi-impressive about that one uh-huh. is that you started singing it, you had no clue what words you were going to say <laughs> to get you to not... You just had the beginning of the Christmas song, and you had no clue how you were getting to the Nachramavas part, That's it. and you found a way to pretty seamlessly do it. Did you just compliment my intro? That was, it was, <laughs> I was impressed. I don't like the intro, but that was impressive. You, know, you, you, know, you know where that skill comes from? Where? Having kids. Is that, what, explain. Because all the time, I'm just singing to Camden and making up lyrics all the time. So now there's Christmas time. Yeah. Are you like fully? The best time of year. <laughs> are you like fully into the Christmas spirit? Are you in? See, you know what? It's this year is really difficult. Oh, here we go. Bah humbug. Shane. No, 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 typical no, no. Shane. What are you talking about? Bah. What have I ever been typical Shane? Bah humbug. What are you talking about? Typical. Here we go. No, bah, bah, I love Christmas <laughs> as much as anybody, but I have a problem this year. What's and. Go ahead. I, I, was, I was waiting for a response from you. <laughs> I know what it is. Dude. You're telling we're, me. We're moving. We're yeah. sell, we, this past weekend, we, we're sell, we put our house on the market. We already got a contract on it, and we're, and we're moving houses. Um, and so it's like how, we, we can't really decorate for Christmas at our house that we're in. We should be moving by the end of December. Yeah. Now, we don't have our settlement date yet, but I'm like, okay, great. Well, how do we? How am I going to do this? Like, yeah, you normally decorate Black Friday, just every like year. I do every year. But but this year you had to clean your house because you had to show we had show to show your house the next day. Yeah, the next the next two days, and so now I'm I'm I am fully in the Christmas spirit, but I mean, my house, house doesn't look like <laughs> your it. house doesn't say it is. And so I, our house like, is so Christmas. I know your house looks great. It's got you got your tree, you got lights up outside, you got the stockings, decorations. It's wonderful, yeah. and that's what I want my house to be. But it's like I, if we if we move in two weeks, I'm not going <laughs> to hang up all these Christmas lights. Yeah, you know, like you got to get it. If you're there for Christmas, you have to have a tree. Oh right? yeah, yeah. So I'm waiting until we get our settlement date. And then if it's after Christmas, then... It should be. It's December what? Today's December... Today's December Everyone's 2nd. listening to this on December 3rd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's released on December 3rd, but yeah. we're recording this December 2nd. So it's like... But the people who bought our house need to move in by the end of the month. Yeah. So I, that's why we're like, ah, we don't and know. And the settlement should be... But then you might be packed. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, how do we do this? I, I really don't know. So I'm kind of bummed about that, but it is what it is. What can you do? Yeah, it's only the last Christmas you're ever going to spend in that house, and oh there's not going to be anything decorated. <laughs> <laughs> Our house is just going to be entirely yeah. packed up. You just get one little, like, small tree. One Charlie Brown tree. Yeah, and everything else is packed. It's yeah. the only thing that's there. Because yeah. where are you even going to put the presents on Christmas Day? Well, it depends. what. How, we don't even know what house we're going to be in. You'll be. You'll still be in that house. We think. But you might be, like, planning on moving that week. Right, right. Exactly. Like, like the oh, day after good Christmas. Thing. Good, because I'm, I'm in New York the day after Christmas, so I, I can't help you. <laughs> Please, Dang it. Please plan it. I'm gone for three days in New York. Okay, good to know. Let me write that down. <laughs> no, no. And make sure I'm we don't move then. Is. You know what? Why don't we ask some of the NYMers? If they want to help us move? Yeah. Oh. So you should become an NYMer. You yep. can do that by going through Patreon and yep. giving as little as a dollar a month. Yeah, easy. And the reward will be you get to help Shane move. You're welcome. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you have to pay, get your own. If you're not from 
the Baltimore area, you have to get your own flight here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. are you not in the Christmas spirit? Right. Be generous. That's what Come Christmas on. time is. That's what this is about. Yeah, wait. So you're going to hear that little promo, mm-hmm. and you're not going to give to us? You're not going to be generous during Christmas time? <laughs> God was generous to you uh-huh. by giving his Lord and Savior. So how are you not generous to this podcast right. who is doing God's work? Right. It's on you. That's what I call a bait and switch. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> and I, that's one thing I wanted to discuss, because we went to a show the other day, and there was a bait and switch from a speaker. Yeah. And... um. And we're so. Uh, what show was it? It was. I know because I was there. Casting but. crowns. Ugh. They're fine. <laughs> yeah, they're fine. They're good for what they are. Yeah, which is an older band. Uh-huh. Like, and they're not pretending to not be. Right, right. I would rather them do that. Yeah, I'd rather see them than new than Newsboys. Newsboys really? thinks they're cool and they're uh, not. Yeah, Casting I, Crowns just thinks they are Casting Crowns. But I like. You like uh, Breakfast, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, obviously. You like uh, Hell is for Wimps, that first album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like God's Not Dead. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, all right. So, Anyways, were, but was, with Casting Crowns, here's what I will say about them. I do not like their music, but I think that they are awesome. And I have people, awesome people from what I know. I don't know personally. And I think that it's great because, as they, they talk about a lot, they all serve in their churches throughout the week and weekend and not i don't think many people in that size that popular of a band are doing that like they're yeah like youth the pastors singers and youth pastor. worship leaders and at, at their home church which is which is really cool so i really respect them i'm just never gonna listen to their music because <laughs> <laughs> i never want um I uh and then besides Cats Crowns was Hillsong Worship, mm-hmm. which we were both a little disappointed in. I was, yeah, I was because they they were. I, th- I don't think they were bad. Just we wanted Hillsong United songs, mm-hmm. and they did just work. They did like Mighty to Save, which is super old. Yeah, Hosanna, Hosanna. I actually like that one, but it's still old. Yeah, um, they did What a Beautiful Name, which was great. But they, I, w- I wanted like oceans i wanted like uh so will i i wanted those songs yeah, yeah. and we found out pretty quickly oh wait this is not united we're not getting united songs we're getting worship songs um and, and then elevation worship was there too yeah they were, they were they were the best they were great they were really good um, and i know and i know that you love stephen furtick i know it's the only thing with elevation <laughs> is that he gets money every time they do anything because he co-writes every song yeah Somehow, because the magic of his sermon was so powerful that the worship team had to write a song yeah. on it. And he has to get credit and money for it for his freaking five million dollar house. Where's preachers and sneakers at? We need them, right? But they, but they were really good. <sighs> anyway, so here's where the bait and switch happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Elevation goes, and then they do a little interlude. At, the, at this show, there was really no like intermission. Really, there was, but like there was always something in between. And that's and then, the way it normally is at these sort at of these, shows. Yeah. At any Hillsong show or any worship yeah. show like that, it, there's always like somebody speaking while they're changing the stage. Yeah. So Elevation goes, someone speaks, but we're out trying to get a hot dog. And then um, Hillsong plays. And then after Hillsong, a guy comes up and he just starts like a sermon. He doesn't introduce himself. He just goes. And he's doing this sermon and um, light is on him. And while he's going, he's just talking about just – I honestly don't even remember. He was setting up for Compassion. It was all about compassion. Ministry. So yeah, but so he comes up kids. and he's he. You can tell to me as a professional preacher and speaker. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could tell when like I, I like to watch when people speak how they're set up the tension how they're building that because there's, there's an yeah. art form to that. Um, so I'm wa- we're watching and uh, he's kind of doing his thing and before you know it he's just preaching mm-hmm. and you don't know what he's preaching about. He's like, oh, okay, he's doing like a, a salvation message, whatever. And then before you know it, he's talking about 
how he works in Uganda, which is great. And then all before you know it, now he's talking about compassion. And then before you know it, there's people out there that are giving out flyers so yeah. you can go sponsor a kid in compassion. And uh, uh, let me just say up front, I have nothing against compassion. Do you do you sponsor a kid from uh, compassion? We, not from compassion, from uh, 410 Bridge. Right. We, we do from compassion. So I have nothing against compassion. Yeah. I agree with the, the ministry. I agree with all that. So this is nothing against compassion. But to me, the whole way it was presented was mm-hmm. so was a bait and switch. He starts talking. You have no clue who this guy is. Mm-hmm. He starts telling his stories. He gets you invested. And then when you're, once you're invested, he turns around with a sales pitch. That's what it felt like to me. Mm-hmm. And my wife, who had, was sitting there with us, she went and saw Hillsong Young and Free because she's cooler than we are. Um, <laughs> and that guy was there. With our sister. Yeah. yeah. And that guy was there. And he said everything word for word. It yeah. was the exact same stories, exact same jokes. Everything was exactly identically the same. Mm-hmm. So she's here and is like, are you kidding? It's, like, it's not even close to original at all. Which I get it. You're, she, he's doing that probably hundreds of times a year. Yeah, I get it being similar in some of the stories. But it's like identical. So it's like, oh, wait, this is a script that he's told what to say. He knows the best way to say it so you will buy compassion. Mm-hmm. And it left me and, and Erica with a bad taste in our mouth. And you were there too, so yeah. I want to know, did did, it, did you have that same feeling or was it like, ah, eh, it is what it is? Uh, no, I didn't really have a, a, a bad taste in my mouth. Like I pretty quickly knew what, knew what he was doing Like because I've seen this done and, and I knew that he was talking about compassion uh, pretty early on before he started talking about it because at almost every show that we go to that's a christian show like uh uh in the spring i know you didn't go but we went and saw king's kaleidoscope who's like my favorite band of all time and they they had a a person actually somebody from the band talking about compassion and and sponsoring kids and those sort of things so like it's pretty typical at at a christian show so i and i know that erica really didn't like that it was literally the same exact yeah speech or sermon or talk and whatever I didn't you either. call it yeah but for me i don't have a, that big of a problem with it being the the same talk i think that the one mistake like uh, what i mean is i don't have a problem with him doing the same sermon at other venues or at other places yeah, yeah. i think the mistake was he did it at Hillsong Young and Free, which was in D.C. Yeah, months earlier. Months earlier, and then did the same one in D.C. again. Yeah, like he, sh- there should have been a different one because he's in the same town, yeah. and so and and you would have to expect that people who are at Hillsong Young and Free would probably some of them would come to this show as well. Yeah, so that's not smart on his part. But I don't have a problem with him sharing the same sermon in different cities like that. There's because take this for example. Have you ever preached the same sermon? Yeah, yeah, but it's never been identically the same. Well, I mean, never word for word, but like my, I have the same jokes, I have the same points that yeah, I'm making. Yeah. Like the bones of it and the structure is exactly the same. When I preached the a sermon twice, I preached when before Impact planted. I went to different sponsoring churches and I probably preached that same sermon like ten times. Yeah, but every time there was the main points were the same. There were certain jokes always the same, but there was always things that were different. Now, maybe there was something different because I didn't hear the first one. Yeah. And maybe Erica doesn't remember whatever. Mm-hmm. But there was room, like, and what I would say is there was room for the spirit to speak. Yeah. Like, and maybe there was for him. Maybe there wasn't. Just it felt to me, not even that it was verbatim. Like, I get you, you have it crafted. I think you can adjust it, but that's not as big a deal to me. 
the what annoyed me the most is that bait and switch. And I think you don't care about it as much because you've heard the bait and switch and yeah. you're not going to get baited. Right. Where I remember we were at Creation years ago and our friend Tony, who is always on our Christmas episode, and I think mm-hmm. he'll be on our Christmas episode this year, hopefully. Um, he, he who, this is when he was like still kind of figuring out if he, if he wanted to believe in Christianity and mm-hmm. all stuff. He was at Creation with us and a guy came up and started preaching, and then right when he started selling, Tony, mm-hmm. I remember being like, "This is ridiculous." He got pissed. Yeah, it's like I was invested, and now you're trying to sell me something. Right. Like it. It just. It's hard. It feels like you're destroying credibility when it becomes a bait and switch. Where if you're up front, hey, I'm I'm Eric, and I'm from Compassion Ministries, and then you start talking, that yeah. well, at least I know where you're from. Right. So okay, I know this is going. Um, one, I was at a a Citizen Saint show. Our boy Zach Boland got us free tickets and you didn't go and I took the offer instead. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so we were at the Citizen State show and they had a guy come up. It wasn't for, for compassion but it was for something else kind of like that. Sponsoring a kid? It wasn't sponsoring a kid. It was another organization. I can't remember yeah. what it was. Um, and he started talking and and I and he didn't he didn't lead off. He was uh, the singer for the first band. But when he got to the sales pitch part, uh-huh. he said, I don't want to sell you anything. Yeah. All I want to do is let you know that they sponsored this tour mm-hmm. and we believe in this. So here's the information if you want to check it out yourself. Right. That was it. So I was like, okay, it, there's a little bit of bait and switch because he didn't tell me up front. But at the end, he's not, yeah. he's not asking me to do money. Mm-hmm. Where compassion, what do they do? So if you want to sponsor anyone, what what happens? All these people come out and they're holding yeah. out papers I don't like and that they part. guilt you into doing it. And then if you want to see it, like they're like, okay, well, you got, got to yeah. sign this out and, and pay. Like it's just that yeah. that just leaves a horrible taste in my mouth. Like mm-hmm. they perfected the business of sponsoring kids, mm-hmm. and I just think it. Yeah, I don't like. And it. now it's hard because I do love compassion, and I think that it is important to sponsor children and to help other people in need and people who don't have as much yeah. when when we are able to. So like that's my struggle where it's like again we have nothing against what compassion is doing. We what you're saying is you just don't feel good about the way that it was presented. Yeah. Because it's tricking people into into buying into it. and and like I, that is one thing that compassion always does where cuz I've been at so many places where compassion's been there. Yeah. And as soon as they say, you can sponsor a kid today, and then all of a sudden the aisles are flooded with people in blue vests and T-shirts holding up these packets of kids, and, and, it, and, they, and they're like looking at people in the eyes yeah. trying to get you to, to sponsor. It's kind of like when you're, at the, when you're at the store or something like that. Like I, I, I always feel guilty when I go to PetSmart because I have a dog, <laughs> and when you check out, there's always you swipe your card and then it's always would you be willing to donate <laughs> money to to animals in need yeah. and it's like a dollar and i'm like i mean i feel like a jerk if i don't give a dollar you yeah, know what i mean you don't really know i mean i'm sure it's going there but like yeah exactly i don't do it every time but what I, i'm saying is i feel guilty don't and i feel cheap if i and i almost feel like and not that the not that the cashier has ever done this but i feel like if i don't then the cashier is like oh my gosh you can't spare a dollar <laughs> or like round up your change to yeah yeah, yeah yeah um i feel bad but i am not always the nicest most time i'm like very short with the cashier if they ever want something else from me, you sound like a nice guy. I know. No, if they're nice, if they're just talking to me, then I'm nice. But if they're like, "All right, can I get your email?" I was like, "No, you yeah. can't." And though, and there's the times where someone said, "I just need your email," and then we'll, I was like, "No, 
And they're like, what do, you, what do you mean now? I was like, no, you're not having my email. Like, why do you need my email? Yeah. I yeah. Said, Here's the money. Yeah. You give me the product. And this is the end of the transaction. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, I mean, you said, oh, do you want to sign up for this? It's free. I said, no. Yeah. So, okay. I'll we'll save so, you. Well, don't you want, don't you want like free rewards or like no, points? Because I, I don't shop at Barnes and Noble that often. <laughs> I don't yeah. need your reward. I went to books a million today. I, I don't need it. Yeah. So yeah. like it's anyways. Um, yeah. That That's what drives me nuts about. I just hate any kind of bait and switch. Even as a pastor, when you're yeah. preaching about tithing, mm-hmm. when I preach about tithing, I understand that there yes. can be that. So I try to stop it. Mm-hmm. Like one thing I always talk about, and I don't know if this is the best business way to do it. Like mm-hmm. maybe we would bring in more as a church, but it feels weird that I'm like, if I'm trying to actually figure out the best way for me to bring in money as a church compared to the person that's there to just be generous. So one thing I always say is if you really are against like giving 10% to this church, even though the Bible is pretty clear, you should give it back to the mm-hmm. storehouse, then you should give 10% away to something. I don't mm-hmm. care what it is. Give it away to a charity. Mm-hmm. If if really you think we're going to rob you or we're not going to use the money yeah. correctly, first off, I'm not sure why you're still coming. Like, yeah, yeah. If you coming. don't trust it. <laughs> if, you don't, if you trust that we're not going to use it right. But if that's an issue, then just give 10% away because I truly believe when we give 10% of our money away, it, it breaks a chains of greed in our heart. So because and I do that because I don't want to feel anyone to feel like they got bait and switch while they were here. Right. right up front I say, hey, we're doing a tithing sermon. Yep. We're talking about money, whatever. Right. I think the best way to handle uncomfortable topics are to address the elephant in the room right from the get go. Mm-hmm. And um I've had I, I do that I do that all the time. Um and uh I've had some people in at City on the Hill say to me, You need to stop apologizing for preaching about money or preaching about yeah. sex or whatever it is. Like they're like, we get it. Like you address it in the beginning and then leave it at that. And I've gone too far saying like, yeah. I hate talking about this. I don't want to talk about this. And um another pastor uh has said said to me before, we should not apologize for what the Bible says. Yeah, it's true. And we Bible should talks a lot about money. Yeah, like if, if if I'm up there saying I'm so sorry that I'm talking about money right now, but I'm going to talk about money, then then really what I'm doing is apologizing for what God has commanded and what God has put in place, and that's not yeah. correct of me to do either. Yeah. So so then what I did, and I got called out for this by somebody in the church, <laughs> I said I'm not going to apologize, which. I really, I was apologizing without apologizing. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I'm not going to apologize about this, but I'm still going to address it. And, and, yeah. and somebody in, in a church was like, you just apologized. It's like, oh, gosh, how do I do this? Because I don't want to do the bait and switch. Yeah. And, and it's uncomfortable. There are things that we have to talk about as a church and as pastors that are just uncomfortable that I don't enjoy talking about. I would love to preach on grace every week. Yeah. I would love to preach on love every week. And those things are always intertwined yeah. into what we're talking about. But that's easy to preach on, yeah. Because it's it feels good. It's harder to preach on things that that are not that that don't feel good or that are difficult or that or that convicts people because we don't want people to feel uncomfortable. So I don't always know the best way to go about it. I just know the the wrong way to go about it is to lie to us up front or to hide or reserve it and then pull on some heartstrings and then throw it in your face. Yeah. What what is needed. Compassion doesn't have to apologize for wanting to do something about kids that yeah, need help. That's great. All I'm saying is don't bait and switch. Mm-hmm. Like because now you're you're destroying credibility and you're making me mm-hmm. uh think that you're you're not as authentic. Yeah. Um I, I listen to a podcast I called the Typology Podcast that talks about Enneagram stuff and we there's a guy that talked about public speaking. And each number talked about public speakers. Uh, get, you know the two numbers that he said were the best at public speaking naturally? Who? Threes and sevens. Oh, that's you <laughs> and me. But because mm-hmm. they said 
they, and but they for each one he said here's what they're good at and here's things you got to be careful of. Sevens uh, were uh, good very everything. entertaining. Oh yeah, and yeah, never get true. to a point. Oh, that's true. <laughs> is, that, is that if they're not careful, they yeah. could be. You can leave and go, man, that was hilarious. What'd you learn? Nothing. Yeah, but that was so funny. I had somebody say to me once. You don't need to share as many stories as you do. I, I think like, that yeah. might have been me. <laughs> it might have been you. I, 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 I like. I know somebody else who said that yeah. to me, and they were like, "Your stories are great, but like, we want some meat." Yeah, and and as a three, here's what's what you have to be careful about, and here's what I felt about the guy who talked and what I think Capacha sometimes is threes are naturally good at vision casting, mm-hmm. and they're almost so good at it that the audience starts to go, "I don't even know if you believe that." I think yeah. you're just really good at selling that to me. And that's what I felt like with that guy talking. I don't even know if you believe this. Yeah. You probably do, but you've just gotten really good at selling it the best possible way. Like there's a team that put together and figured out mm-hmm. this is the speech mm-hmm. that will tug at the heartstrings enough where we get enough kids com- yeah. sponsored. And I love what you're doing. I love the mission. You don't have to trick me. Yeah. Like, but maybe the here's a part we can maybe talk about too. Maybe the sad part is they do have to trick people, yeah. or they aren't going to sponsor. Yeah. yeah. Which is a, which is a sad part because. Scripture talks a lot about helping those that are in need. That that's mm-hmm. a sign of you being a follower of Jesus. You're helping the poor and the needy. Right. But maybe they've learned that mm-hmm. that they have to do that in order, or no one's going to ever sponsor but a see, kid. See, I don't know. I don't. I don't agree with that because um, because these sponsoring a kid, if you're doing it based off of an emotion, then it's not going to last. Yep. And so that's why I would avoid that. And just as we say when, when we talk about tithing at church, it's like, I don't want you to do this because you're guilted into it or because I'm pulling on any heartstrings or whatever it may be. I want you to do this because you understand the value in it. And when, and if we just take the easy route of pull, tugging on some heartstrings and playing with people's emotions, yeah. that will go away. Once you're constantly, every month you see $39 going out of your bank account. Yeah. After a while, and then and you're not living it out, and you're not investing in that child that you're sponsoring. Six months down the road, you're gonna be like, "What's it? What's a kid's name even? I don't even know." Yeah. I, and you're just so distracted, and you move on. So it's not. It may be effective to get people started, but I don't think it's effective to make keep people, them going. Keep yeah. them going. I remember you talking about one time you used to work for for uh, CSAC, uh, uh-huh. and there was a, and you can explain what it is, but I I, I don't know. If you remember this, but I remember you telling me. So there was a like a gala that you went to, and you guys played music, and there was a speech by uh, a woman, and she manipulated her the crowd. Do you remember what I'm talking about? No. Like she wrote in her speech, "Cry here." Oh, yeah. Share <laughs> we, that. Um, so I worked at a place called CSAC, um, Community Service with Autistic Adults and Children. Um, it, it was an organization that worked with um, individuals with autism, all the way from like two as early as you can detect it, all the way to. Older adults. It's a and, great organization. Yeah, so so it was a nonprofit. They had to raise money a lot, and they had um, a gala where they had a speaker come, and we saw their notes. And at one point, she started getting teary eyed. We're like, "Oh man, she's really getting compassion, like passionate about this." And we looked at the notes, and the notes said, "Cry here." <laughs> it's and literally, so manipulative. In the notes said that you should get emotional at this point because yeah. she learned that if I get emotional at this point, that will tug at the heartstrings, and they're going to give more. So yeah, that's just. And then once I saw that, I was like, I'm not giving anything. <laughs> like, anybody? Like, this yeah. is ridiculous. Like, and, and pastors and churches can do that. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Is it, if you are a church leader, just be authentic. I mean, what's hard is at times I when I go to close a sermon, I'm like, all right, I want to tell a story that's really going to hit this, sto- yeah. this home. Is that that's not me being inauthentic? It's just 
It's but, connected or is it? Things. Is it? I don't believe that it because is. Because I'm just like, you know, what's a story that could really hit home, hit my point home so people can leave and understand something? And it's normally a more emotional story. It's like, I know a couple stories that if I tell it, it, it will drive the point home. There is a craft to it. It's just, I think it's all about your intention. Yeah. Like, if, if I'm doing it in order to get you to buy into compassion or buy into whatever, then I don't know if it's the best way. But if I'm using the stories and the experiences that God has given me, and I'm not forcing a cry, I I might get a little teary out while I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. But, if, but if that's just a natural response, then it is what it is. Like, mm-hmm. like God has used these stories where should, we should leverage yeah. our past experiences to glorify God in whatever we do. So if we have stories and we can't not use it, but yeah. we just, if the intention is, okay, what's the best formula to make money or to get you to buy in or to get you to give to my church or mm-hmm. the organization, then it's like, man. Yeah. And while there are times while writing a sermon, I can become emotional while preparing it. You know what I mean? And then yeah, you cry a lot easier than yeah, me. Yeah, I, I can I can cry easy. I'm a seven. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the, I can there are times where I've written sermons and I and I've thought to myself, I don't know how I am going to react while preaching this on stage. Yeah. I know that it is an emotional moment for me, but uh there there have been times where I've even said to myself, I don't want to talk about this because I know it's going to trigger something in me on stage. Yeah. And and I get to my sermon and as I'm preaching it, I know that part is coming up. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to go down that road or not. I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit lead me. Like I, Because I, it's all part of the plan, right? There, there's a story that I don't want to get into because it's, it, I don't like talking about it. But there, when I was preaching, I was like, this story will, goes with what I'm talking about. But I know if I talk about it, it's going to mess with me. And so I don't really want to, but I'm just going to let God tell me yeah. while I'm in the middle of it. And and then I got to it and and I felt like God was telling me and it was all emotional for me and yeah. I'm like doing it but it was God leading me in that direction reluctantly. I've talked about um, my addiction to pornography plenty mm-hmm. of times. I like, hate that. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. And I and and I always get I always have someone that come to me after I do it and say like I have the same struggle, whatever. And then I have other people that I'm like I can't believe you told that, mm-hmm. which is like sometimes it's like that was brave of you. Sometimes it's like. Yeah, I can't believe you confessed that to everybody. Like, right, <laughs> you know you're a pastor, right? And and I last time I did, I said, and, and I even brought that up. Like people always say that, but I'm telling you, every time I bring it up, someone comes to me and it's like, I struggle with that too. Yeah. I mean, it makes more money than Super Bowl, the World Series, everything combined. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. take every major network, the porn industry a year makes more money than all those networks combined. Mm-hmm. So it's an it's a problem. So it needs to be talked about even in church especially in church. But yeah, there if I think if you're telling a story that you don't want to tell, mm-hmm. then it's not about that you're just leading where God's right. taking you or you're you're going where God's taking you. Um yeah, it's just when you start to do that bait switch is what drives me nuts. And, and the problem is we don't know everybody's intentions. Yeah. Yeah, we try to we assume them. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> but like I we've don't know. All, we've done three episodes of preacher sneakers assuming people's intentions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we as pastors, you start to learn some tricks. You start to learn some ways to do it. You start to learn gimmicks, uh-huh. and we both use gimmicks. Yeah. So I thought it'd be fun if we talk about some famous gimmicks we've heard preachers do and kind of break it down and to talk about what they're talking about. So while we take a break... So this is going to be like that that magician who revealed all the magician secrets, yep, yep. and he was like outcast from the magic yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he covered his face because he couldn't yeah, let anyone know. He was going to be knocked rest. out of the, of the magician club. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to talk about some of the gimmicks that, that we've seen pastors do, um, and then uh, after the break, so let's take a break. 
as pastors, Shay, you're a pastor. Yep. As pastors, you do that, right? I did. All right. Been one longer than you. As pastors, you know what? When, when you're a follower of Jesus, you're all, everyone's in ministry of some sort, right? Everyone, Everybody's a minister of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been the same amount of time. No, we haven't. Uh, as pastors, it's very easy to find things and to use little gimmicks mm-hmm. that would work or even bait switches. And um, and we thought it would be fun to talk about some of the ones that we've experienced or that we've read or seen. Mm-hmm. Um, just Some of these are just gimmicks that pastors use, and whether we agree with them or not, they, it's still a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, and some are ones that we've ta- we've actually done, <laughs> yeah. and we're wrestling with them, whether we should, and we're baiting and switching people. Right. So uh, here's one that I saw and i hate this one all right and i haven't seen it in a while it was when i was a student and i saw it and normally this is done um for students but every time i've seen it it's even when i was a student i was like this is stupid <laughs> um and uh, i was talking about sex because you know you pastors love to talk about sex and um it was a sermon on how you should wait till you're married and about how every youth pastor's wife is hot yeah of course because all, that's what every youth pastor yeah, says. every youth pastor is like <laughs> man my hot wife whatever um and so this past so I, I remember hearing different pastors do this where they would have a a rose up there look how beautiful this rose is and every time you give yourself to somebody sexually it's like taking a petal off the rose and you pull a petal off the rose mm-hmm. and then he would just keep going with that and every time he takes a petal off until there's like barely anything left how many petals are on a rose i don't know that's a lot of, that's <laughs> a lot of, that's a lot of sex <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so until there's nothing left, and then his big thing is, who would want that? <laughs> who would want this? I'm piece telling of you, garbage. Like as in, and what he's trying to say is, when you get married, who wants that? As have, have done it with so many different people, and it's like, <laughs> hey, idiot, God wants that, <laughs> dummy. Hey, idiot. Like what are you talking? Who would want that? God wants that. Yeah. God sent his son for that. Yeah. What are you talking about? So that's just a. It's a way to like make the person feel super guilty if they've ever done it. Yeah. And, and that guy or girl who's sitting in the audience is just like, who's who is sexually active. Yeah. Just like, oh my gosh. Oh, I'm trash. Wow. I'm I'm a piece of crap. No, nope. I need. I'm I need never to, gonna get married. I need to repent because how could God love that? Mm-hmm. Is what they start to think, and it's not true. That's not the gospel. The gospel means no matter who you are, God loves you. Good and thing he proved that, it by sending his son. Good thing that we know that all teenagers have really good self-image of themselves, right? Yeah, yeah. Strong yeah. enough to withhand, to withstand <laughs> that, that sort of a message. Yeah, don't. So that's a gimmick I've seen as that's a youth pastor gimmick for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get you're trying to find creative ways to teach people why it's yeah. better for you to wait until you get married when all of culture is saying to do it. Right, right. And that's you're so you're trying to be get creative, but you don't have to get creative by making people feel bad yeah. about themselves. Trying to make an illustration. So yeah. how about uh the one and I don't know if this is I don't know if this has ever actually happened, but I feel like this is a story that that we've heard in churches of there was a pastor who was recently hired at this church or uh, or is interviewing or whatever it may be, and he shows up and, and everyone comes to church and like, oh, this is the first week of our of our new pastor. So it's after he's hired, and they're like, well, well, nobody, I don't see him. Does anybody know where he is? He hasn't shown up yet. And then church is going on, and then it was like, huh, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, when it's time for the pastor to get up to preach, it's this guy dressed who who looks like a homeless guy who comes up to preach, and he fooled everybody he tricked everybody and he sat outside dressed as a homeless guy and he's actually the new pastor and you just didn't know it 
And then all of a sudden he walks up on stage and says, I dressed up as this homeless person. I stood outside and nobody looked at me. Nobody helped me. Nobody tried to do anything with me. But in, and, and I was just trying to really see the true character of our church. And we've got a long ways to go. And it's like every time I hear this story, I'm like, so nobody – they just started church without the pastor. <laughs> you know who's done it? James McDonald's done it. Did he do it? Yeah, uh, your your boy. He, my please call him my boy. <laughs> we have a whole episode on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, if you go on YouTube right now and type in "homeless pastor," the first thing that comes up: "homeless man is the pastor." Yeah, <laughs> James so, McDonald. I guess ago. the staff had to know, and they just started church or whatever, and uh, and and I'll say walks up, and then he like chastises the whole congregation makes for, him feel bad for makes him feel for, bad for yeah. not loving the homeless person sitting outside when he's actually really the pastor fooled you gotcha guys yeah i'm not this dirty homeless person that we wouldn't accept into our <laughs> church i'm the pastor and i think that it's kind of weird yeah it's cheap a little bit mm-hmm. uh, but i mean it's it's what it's trying to do it's it's ballsy to do it at your church. Yeah. Because you're chastising your church people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you, I, there's nothing I love more than a pastor chastising their own flock. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're doing it like, and people might get mad about it. But yeah, you would think. But it's one of those things where even if you are mad about it, it's like, well, you should have. And whenever I see those videos, like yeah. I'm always a little like not sure like how true that video is anyways. Like right. you can edit it a certain way. But um but there were, I'm sure there were people that walked by. I was like, what's that guy doing? Yeah. That it's guy like, doing? it's like the opposite. He's got a really fake beard. Look. <laughs> it's like the, <laughs> it's like the opposite of undercover boss or whatever it is. Where yeah. That was meant to be a feel good thing. And like, oh, I'm going to see how great my employees are. This is the opposite. It's like, I'm going to see you how never terrible my boss. church is. You've never watched undercover. But that, that's all point. The undercover, Sometimes. Undercover. And other times you find out a guy who's a jerk and you fire him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Here's one that, um, man, I, I remember hearing about this a while ago, and this is, man, you want to talk about a gimmick. Um, this Ooh. is from 2012. Okay. Again, we're in the same category of sex, because <laughs> pastors can't ever talk about it clearly. They've got to like There's so find many gimmick. gimmicks when it comes to sex. To, in 2012, there was a pastor in, in the Dallas area <laughs> who put a bed uh-huh. on top of their church. Oh, for heaven's sake. For, <laughs> and they had sex in it? <laughs> had sex on it. No. <laughs> For seven days to encourage his entire congregation to marry couples. <laughs> congregation. <laughs> yeah, good, good point. <laughs> to otherwise, it's going to be some stemless yeah, pros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. pedal. Who pros. would want that? <laughs> to have sex for seven days for Ooh. a week. <laughs> he put. Wait, he put, it was called a sex pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> a sex pyramid. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Ed Young camped out with his with wife Lisa in a bed on top of. Grapevine's Fellowship Church for 24 oh, hours. Oh, he slept in it. Yeah, yeah. For how long? 24 hours. And, and then left the bed up there? They are encouraging married couples to bring back, bring God back into They're bringing bed. sexy back? <laughs> um, and to have sex for seven days straight. Wow, really? Young said the exhibition will help make their message public about faith and marriage and to promote a new book, Sex Experiment. <laughs> Shocker. Oh, wow, wow. Talk about it's... bait switch. The book details... How over the course of just seven days, create creative sex and marriage, the way God created it, is a tremendous catalyst that leads to a much more than week of happiness. Huh. See, I'm so I well, I assume that that his wife had to be had to agree to this. 
I, uh, but um, uh, she needs to submit to her husband. <laughs> she had to agree uh-huh, to it. She yeah. didn't have a say in it. Yeah, I wonder what denomination this was. <laughs> but uh, man, that's that's a weird gimmick. And that makes me think of a bonus gimmick that we didn't have written down. But I also think it's a major gimmick and bait and switch uh-huh. when a pastor who just wrote a book uh-huh. does a sermon series about their book. And then tells them the book is available to purchase in the lobby, <laughs> or or they do a, or they do a group like a, a small group about around the book that they wrote, and yeah. everyone has to buy it. Hey, if you want to do a, a series about your book and you give the book away, yeah, you do you. Mm-hmm. But if you are encouraging everyone to buy it, yeah, then yeah. shame on you. You're bait and switch. Yeah, yeah. Like I I don't feel comfortable with you know people using the church to promote their the platform. Business. Yeah. You know, or to promote something that is not that is not the Bible. Um, I've had some people say to me, "Hey, could I set up a table to like to 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 show whatever it is that is their own personal business?" And I'm like, "No, you cannot do that. <laughs> yeah, because if Jesus were here, he would be flipping that table over. Yeah, yeah. Because we're not going to turn his temple into, um, you know, Walmart or whatever. Anyways." So uh, the another one, a uh, uh, bait and switch, and this is a this is a salvation bait and switch. Ooh, um, like a salvation bait and switch. Yeah, like it's always hard. Where I mean, you've done salvation messages, um, just like just like I have, and you get to a point where all it's passers like, all better, passers at, better, yeah, better. <laughs> at, um, at, but you get to a point where it's like, and we, I struggle with this. I think that you do too. Where it's like, how do you really get people to respond or? Um, do you have people raise their hands? Do you have people come forward to the altar? And just, I don't know if there's a, a definitely a right or wrong way to do it, but one way that is always weird and is a little bit of a bait and switch is when you pray and you say, raise your hand if you would like to receive. You have, say to everybody, bow your heads, close your eyes, yeah. with nobody looking around, just me. Yeah. Would you raise your hand if you would like to know Jesus today? And then some hands go up all the room. Yeah. What do you, and what do you say? I see that hand. Yeah. I see that hand. Um, <laughs> see before that you continue, hand. Um, our, my last pastor would say, I see that hand no matter what hands were up. <laughs> 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 I don't. Because like, I'll do that. I'll have people like, or yeah. if they just need like someone to pray for them over the topic, whatever, then yeah. and I'll just, if I see a hand, I will. And if not, I just go, okay. Yeah. All right. Let Let's pray. Yeah. 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 Or if you, that, that's me saying no. Raise your yeah. hand. You see one hand go up. The hands all up. Hands up all over yeah. this room. There's, there's hands. You, you, can't, you can't say. You can't say. Don't look. Don't look. Don't look. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyways, you had people raise their hands, right? And then, and you had said to them, nobody's looking. If yeah. you want to know Jesus, which is that's always a thing. It's like you don't have to tell anybody. Then yeah, you do. Yeah, you you do. should. But. You say, nobody's looking, raise your hand if you want to know Jesus, and then you pray this prayer with me, and then after the prayer is over, and you say, hey, if you raise your hand, would you just stand up right now so everybody <laughs> can 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 clap and cheer you on? It's like, oh, no. no I, I, don't, I didn't want to do yeah, that. I didn't know that was part of the deal. I didn't yeah. know that was happening. Or it's like, hey, if you raise your hand, can you come forward and yeah. so every, and line up here in the front like that? Yeah. Be honest. Don't tell them to raise their hand in secrecy and then make them do something yes, publicly. Exactly. I don't, I'm all for at, at invite people to come up. Yeah. But just start with that. Because then they, if they don't want to, they don't have yeah. to. But you're tricking people to say, okay, don't worry. This isn't going to be embarrassing for you. Nobody yeah. else will know. 
And then as soon as it's done and you do it, all right, now stand up so everyone can see you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've seen that before and I've looked because I knew people raise their hand to see if they would come. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, I ain't coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or sometimes people raise their hand. And it's like, I don't even know why I was, yeah. I don't even know what this was for. I yeah, just yeah. thought I was supposed to raise my hand. And then, and then all of a sudden you're stuck. Yeah. Cause everyone's hands were up going yeah. to the master. <laughs> yeah. Their hands <laughs> all over this room. Um, all right. Here's one that, um, I, that's was a very popular one a couple years. I haven't seen it in a while, but, um, when you have the entire church um, give some money, like for this cause, they give a couple bucks, like a special offering. And then you order a pizza, and you have the pizza guy who has no clue come, <laughs> and you give him a huge tip. There's nothing wrong with that part. Yeah. But before you do that, uh-huh. you bring this unsuspected guy or girl up on stage. Yeah. You give them the money in front of all these people. They clap, but they didn't, they just saw they were bringing pizza. They had no clue they were going to be in front of all these people. They might even be a Christian or whatever. And then it's always filmed and it's always promoted throughout the week. Posted on YouTube. That look how generous we are. Mm -hmm. You know what's better when you're generous is just do it in secret. Yeah. Not like the Pharisees that prayed really loud, but no, do it in secret. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm off. Hey, you want to take that love offering? Great. Order a pizza after the service is over, and then you give that guy a tip, and you don't have to do it. For, you, here, hey, I just wanted no, no, we collected this, yeah. and then do it so he, everyone gets to see the response. Yeah. I know what they're trying to do. They're, just, they're trying to promote generosity, mm-hmm. and if you kind of see how it's helping somebody, then great. We do an angel tree. We have 49 mm-hmm. kids we do an angel tree for. We are not going to meet any of those kids. Mm-hmm. And we've had people that said, well, I'd like to meet them and like yeah. take them out. It's like, no, you can't. Right. You are going to give anonymously. They're not even going to know it's a church that gave it. Yeah. That in fact, the parents are going to act like they gave it because mm-hmm. that's what we'd rather them yeah. do. There's nothing to do with us because that's you're generous and you're being generous without anyone ever knowing it. Right. Right. Um, sometimes people buy me Starbucks. Um, the other day, someone bought me. I was in the drive-through line. Someone in front of me bought me Starbucks. You better pay for the person. I did it. You <laughs> did it. What's wrong with you? I went, Thanks. <laughs> what? Eric? And that happened to me a few weeks ago. And of course, I paid for the person behind me. And it was more than mine. I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I did it. And then Erica, I told Erica that she went back to Starbucks later than it, and that, she that paid. Week, and she paid for the person behind. Yeah, but I, I like, can't believe I went, you did that. Oh, cool. <laughs> What's wrong <laughs> with you? I tell them thanks, but they're already gone. But be generous. Oh, we're all for being generous, promote generosity, but do it in secret. Yeah. Don't make a big public show mm-hmm. and then every and post it online so everyone can be like, oh, look how generous this church is. Yeah. The most generous churches, you should know how generous they are. Right, right. So that that, that or it's me like nuts. if you go and you're like promote, hey, we're gonna go to the homeless shelter on Thanksgiving and or or and we're gonna feed all these homeless people, and then you're there and you're taking pictures with yeah. all these poor, measly homeless people yeah. and you're posting it on social media about how great you are. So that's that that just feels so weird. To I me. know. But we do we go to a homeless we go feed a homeless community every once a month, mm-hmm. and I normally take a picture and put post so, to pe- so people know what we're doing. As as the church, yeah, I I normally always take a picture. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times, I say, "Hey, I want to get a group picture," so people know who's down there to encourage more people to come. Right, and I take the picture, and people are always like, "No, I want you guys." Like, no, I don't need to be in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. because I don't need it mm-hmm. to be be it doing right i think that because when you do that a lot of times it's showing the food that is being prepared or showing some of the work that is happening because the the goal is to encourage more people from our church to join in on it Um, yeah but what i'm talking about is like if you're if you're just taking you're like you do this once a year or you 
rarely ever have anything to do with helping other people and you let everybody know about how great you are, then that's that's a whole, whole That's your intentions. It's yeah. back to your intentions. You had one more. Yeah, one more. And this is something that, that I struggle with because this is what we do. <laughs> and I, do, I don't know the best way oh, man. to go about this. So I want to hear from the listeners. Okay. Uh, and let me know if you th- what you think about this. Okay, so we do a spring fling or a fall festival. Actually, in a couple Oh, uh, we do a trunk retreat. We didn't do one this year, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, we don't actually set up cards. We just do Fall Festival, but we're doing like a Christmas party um, uh, it, in a couple weeks. And yeah. we, we invite the whole community. We send out flyers. We have people come, and they're always so well attended. We've had like 300 people at some of these things, 200 yeah. people, which is huge for us. Like that's, that's a big number. But our goal is to not have an Easter egg hunt. Our goal is to help people know about Jesus. Uh-huh. So we invite the community, and we our name is on it. City on a Hill Community Church, so they know that it is a church that is putting it on. But we aren't doing it just so they come and show up and play some games on a Saturday. We're doing it to help people know that we exist and to come back to church. So the first few times we've done this, it's like we would have so many people come and nobody would come to church. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, we're spending all this money, like thousands of dollars. Yeah. And we don't know what seeds are being planted, but we're not preaching at this. It's just games, everything's free. That's all that it Show is. Show the community you're there for them. Right. So we're like, well, we want to find a way to invite people to church. So what we started doing is when people register, because you have to register your kids, so that way we can at least thank them for coming and send them an email. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. We don't do anything beyond that because I don't want to bombard people with a lot of stuff. But when they register, they see there are like uh, some some gift baskets. For Easter, we had Easter egg baskets. These three Easter egg baskets we're going to give away tomorrow at church. And if you would like to win any of these baskets, uh-huh. all you have to do is just show up, and we're just going to draw names. And if your name is called, then you get this basket that has a bunch of gift cards, candy. It's it's good stuff in it. Uh, yeah. um, and uh, But it's, the whole point is we're trying to get them to come to church. Yeah. So is that wrong? <laughs> huh. Is that it, it? You know? Do you do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you? Uh, yeah. They don't have to come. What's What's the ultimate win of your fall festival? Like, what's a win? To see people come back to church. So your goal mm-hmm. for a fall festival is that your church tenants will grow. It's marketing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But not just our. I mean, if if well, there's no way to gauge this. Yeah. But if somebody came. And they really liked it, and they were like, but they didn't live close by or whatever. Even if they did live close by, and they were like, that church was really nice, and they check out another church, that's a win too. Like, I don't care if it's our church; we want people to know Jesus. Yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the day, you it's marketing, and mm-hmm. you're it's not bad to market, right? Right. <laughs> like, it's okay to want people to come to your church. Right. I want new people to come to our church. Um, I don't want them to come just so we can build the organization of it. Right. That's not why I want them to come. I want them to come because. I believe that there is hope that it can be found and that there's a place you can feel like you belong and mm-hmm. you can have community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with the, and you want lives to be changed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's, it's, it's a bait and switch, but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily, <laughs> it's definitely a bait and switch, <laughs> but it's not necessarily, we, we did a series long, not at the church I'm at now, but the church that before where the whole series we promoted, we're giving away an iPad. Yeah. And the more you come, the more chances you have to win the iPad. It was like a brand new iPad. Mm-hmm. And like, so that, is that a bait and switch? Yeah, that's a gimmick. Yeah, yeah, it is. But it's also marketing. I know churches that give away gift cards yeah. and say, use this $5 gift card to treat somebody mm-hmm. to to whatever. Is that a gimmick? And yeah, that's a gimmick. Yeah. But it's marketing. But like uh, our church does community events all the time. Yeah. There's 
they have we have a big Santa thing that's happening this Saturday in, in downtown Sexton where we are, and 800 people come to this thing. We're going to be there help, letting kids have free crafts, and we're going to be giving out flyers to our mm-hmm. church. It is what it is. Like, um, I don't think it's – it's you're not tricking someone to come to something they didn't know. Mm-hmm. That's where I think it's the big – You, I think it's fine to market to people. We have a marketing budget. Like, yeah. we market. Uh, because, again, we do want people to eventually come and, and, and know Jesus through it. But if – if you are setting something up that they don't know it's a church, free family event, and your name's not on it anywhere, and then they come, yeah, and then. all of a sudden, now they got to get information, and then you're calling them during the week to invite them to a church that they didn't know they were even part of this was a church thing. But they know you're a church. They, they know at the end of the day, yeah. you're not just doing this just out of the kindness of your own heart. Like you, there, there is a community aspect of it, mm-hmm. right? You do yeah. want to help the community. Um, I just would say like maybe the ultimate win shouldn't be to get people to come to church. Like, yeah, you want that, but that doesn't have to be the ultimate. It could be a win. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we've done all these movie nights, and our, our ultimate win is not that all of a sudden a bunch of people come from it. Yeah. A, a win is just like, hey, we're in the community, and like we know that we are making a community impact because we're here give, making this event better by our presence. Yeah. So maybe if you think of it that way, mm-hmm. then it's not as much a bait switch because yeah. it's not about that. So yes. Well, well, let us know what you think. And let us know if it's something that, that you feel is okay or not okay. Be and, honest. And if there's any other things that, that you thought of, other bait switches or gimmicks that you've heard, then please let us know. There's a lot of ways you can do that. Mm-hmm. You can you can go to our website, nymchristianpodcast.com. You can go to our contact page. You can email us, nymchristianpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. You can go to any of our social medias, Facebook, Insta, mm. Twitter. Mm. Um, it's all the, all the information that's on the show notes. Um, I don't... We have personal Twitters. You can go to those and even mm-hmm. message us. Um, you become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Um, I don't know if there's any other possible way you can tell us. Uh, Shane, do you have any other way? Oh, yeah. Easy. No problem. Take some candy canes. Lay them out on your back porch in your backyard. If you live in an apartment, you're, you're out of luck. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> yeah, we'll never know. Lay some candy canes out there. It'll lure all the little reindeers. Oh, what a creep. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, little reindeer. They come for the candy canes. Once it comes and it starts licking the candy cane, jump on its back, wrestle it down to the ground, take your question, tape it to its back, slap its butt, send Thank it our way. We'll listening to Not Your Mama's Christian, Christian Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a nice review. To support the podcast, go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash NYM Christian Podcast. Music provided by The Revived. Check them out at therevivedmusic.com. Stay connected with us by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter and Instagram.